Welcome back to Everything Scary at 3 a.m. My name is John, and with me, as always, is the marvelously beautiful Mandy. Mandy! I decided to go with uh, not an M on that one. Oh, yeah, I heard it. I know. I got excited. I know, I'm glad. I, I actually. I know, I was changing things up, and then I, 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 I was going safe, and then I changed it up. That's uh, that's how we felt it's like very uh, being today. Oh, yeah, I know. It's crazy. Adventurous. I, oh, I'm scared. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> So, uh, to kind of go on with the theme of, of not being able to get out of the house, uh, we wanted to remind people that sometimes if you can get out, you probably shouldn't get out. That's why we're going to be watching the 1980 classic, The Fog. Directed by John Carpenter, written and directed by John Carpenter, and uh, also Deborah Hill, who was uh, the lady who um, helped him write uh, Halloween 1 and 2, and uh, escape from L.A. and escape from New York. Nice. Mm-hmm. So she's fancy. She is. Uh, apparently made like a production company and all this other kind of stuff. Oh, she's she's big her. on doing these things. I think she even was like an executive producer on Black Panther. Oh, wow. So she's still active. Oh, good. Yeah. Good for her. Nice. Uh, so this one's a fun one. Uh, I've, I've seen it a couple of times, but I'm, I'm always glad to see it again. Uh, a small... Uh, is it New England? It's a, it's a, it's a definitely yes. a coast. I think, I think New England. Yeah, it, it makes more that sense sounds, to be New England. That sounds about right. Uh, town is, uh, you know, like, I guess haunted by the sins of, of the past after the 200 years. Hollows. Yeah, that full of hollows. Uh, it is starring Adrian Barbeau, uh, who, uh, people would recognize her from, uh, Back to School. Creep Show. Yeah, she is the, uh, the wife in Creep Show, uh, from The Crate. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's also in Swamp Thing. Interesting. Yep, she's also, um, she's in a lot of things. She is the voice of the older cat lady uh, in Scooby-Doo on, is it Monster Island? Uh, no, Scooby-Doo and on Zombie Island. On Zombie Island. There, there's so many islands that Scooby-Doo visits that I have to worry about them. I do uh, really love that one, though. Has uh, Jamie Lee Curtis uh, from Prom Night, Trading Places, and True Lies. Uh, has her mom, Janet Lee, uh, from Psycho, Manchurian Candidate, and Bye Bye Birdie. Hey, uh, Jamie Lee Curtis is also uh, the original, one of the original screen, screen, screen queens. You got quieter and quieter, because uh, we can see the, the output. She's like, she was one of the original screen queens. Screen queen. I, I could feel queen. myself screwing up on that, and so I just, yes. like, I was just trying to salvage what I could. And Jamie I Lee Curtis was one of the original Scream Queens, and then she started selling everybody yogurt. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm not Some a... Bowels, though. I'm not a huge Jamie Lee Curtis fan, just because they but constantly... But it's Activia, though. Like, it's Activia yogurt. Well, no, it's just because they constantly put her in, like, another Halloween movie, and she just like, oh, no, it's the greatest thing. I mean, I, I, say what you will. I guess she's a, a consummate performer. Every movie that she ever works on is the greatest movie in the world. Uh, but they just keep... It's like, how many times are we going to have to to kill her. Laurie Strode you know, does not die. Especially when we had uh, Tom Atkins in this movie. Uh, Tom Atkins, uh, who people would recognize from Night of the Creeps and Maniac Cop, but who was in the best Halloween. Yes, fight me on it. Halloween 3, Season of the Witch. Oh, God, that one is so... So good. So freaking bad. It is not bad. <laughs> it's so if you bad. watch it, if it wasn't named Halloween, you would love that movie. But it shouldn't be named Halloween. It is supposed to be Halloween. It had nothing to do. It did, actually. The problem with it is that people didn't think that it had enough because Halloween was never supposed to be just a Michael Myers story. It was supposed to be an anthology. 
We were supposed to get different Halloween movies. We could be on Halloween 20 by now that would have a different type of Halloween movie every Halloween. But no, it didn't have enough Michael Myers in it. Uh. Oh, so you know what we got then? We got Busta Rhymes. <laughs> You're welcome. And H2O. Yeah. Josh Hartnett. Oh, yeah. Josh no, that Hartnett's, was great. Josh Hartnett's gorgeous. He can, like, squint at things for, like, 20 minutes. Uh, uh, he's what? got that 90s. What? He's, he's definitely had, a 90s babe. He had the same bowl cut that he had in the faculty in he's, that one. He's a 90s babe. What? I'm I'm Josh Hartnett. What? No. he's And then he was fantastic in 30 Days of Night. That's a, that's one. He was better in that one. We, yes. have to, we have to do that one, too. We'll soon. do that one eventually. But I'm just saying, like. Put it on the list. It's. Tom Atkins was in this one too, and he's he. Uh, I think he picks up uh, Jamie Lee Curtis. I can't remember if she had too much to do in this one, but uh, I mean, I guess we'll see it yep. in just a smidge. Uh, I'm excited. <laughs> now I can give it a five. You're still uh, angry about that. That was my movie. It, you realize that everybody saw that a week ago, right? Doesn't matter. Y'all anyway. remember, right? I was devastated. <laughs> devastated anyway um but no I'm, I'm excited about this one we get some you know fun john carpenteriness um very it, it was so funny so i got a john carpenter like like series like boxes like hey four john carpenter movies that you'll love and i was like oh, okay cool <laughs> uh and then it had like village of the damned in it and i was like really out of all the John Carpenter movies that you could have given me, you give me Village of the Damned? Is you, that even a John Carpenter movie? You uh, love that what? One. Well, I mean, I, I always like seeing. Um, it's, Superman's not in that one, is he? Uh, Christopher I Reeves? I don't. I think he is. I think I this is before the. the yeah. The accent? I don't know. I'll have to look. Anyway, uh, I'm excited to watch this one. I. I uh, I, I, I don't like going outside, so seeing movies where people go outside and they get horribly maimed while people who stay inside, safe and secure with their computers, uh, <laughs> makes me I'm feel like, happy. Let me outside. And I'm just like, I love it. I'm like that meme where it's like, let me in, let me in, but it's like, let me out, let me out. Yep. But uh, we're going to go ahead and pause it here. We'll go ahead and see y'all back here when we finish up. 1980s the fog the fog fog see you in a bit john carpenter's the fog this is kb antonio bay stevie wayne here and let me be the first to wish antonio bay a happy birthday we're 100 years old today and keep a watch out for that fog bank heading in from the east. 100 years ago, between midnight and one, something unknown came out of the fog. Now it has returned. Oh, Jesus. 100 years ago, between midnight and one, something unnatural came out of the fog. Now it has returned. ago between midnight and one something evil came out of the fog now it has returned Who's there? the fog antonio bay has a curse on it we're all cursed there's no water getting here but something off a cold pin i think i'll go to vancouver now Thank <laughs> you.
fog now. Well, it should be right outside my door now. Oh, there's something different about this fog. Dan, stay away from the door! Someone listen to me! Get inside and lock your doors. Close your windows. There's something in the fog. from the fog. <laughs> from the creator of Halloween, the ultimate experience in terror and suspense. John Carpenter's The Fog, starring Adrian Barbeau, Jamie Lee Curtis, John Houseman, Janet Lee as Kathy Williams, and Hal Holbrook as Father Malone. The fog. What you can't see won't hurt you. It will kill you. Between midnight and one, it will find you. We have returned. And we're back. So happy to be back. Um, this is kind of a weird one just because it's... Well, they're all kind of weird, aren't they? If I keep saying that, it doesn't bit. make a lot of sense. Yeah. Um, th this one... I like I like this movie a lot, although now that I've we so this is one of those movies where you forget the long stretches because there are a lot of long stretches in this uh, movie. Yeah. There, like not a whole lot of stuff is going on. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's weirdly it's rated R. It's 1980. I mean, 1980 was allowing uh, you know people to smoke pot and uh, you know do whatever everything else that happened on the uh, original Poltergeist for PG and this one is surprising I think he I think Carpenter just got rated R because he was it was Carpenter John Carpenter yeah, yeah. Probably. Uh, but he uh, there's no blood in this movie absolutely no blood yeah and um, there's like what five kills six if you count the last one six technically yeah technically six uh, but really five because, uh, you, know, you know, I'm going to go ahead and say it's only been five because we don't get to actually see the kill, the last kill. It's it's implied. There's yeah. there's five actual kills, one implied kill in this this movie. Um, it's a lot of fun. I, I love this movie just because of... It, it's... It, is it weird to say that it's minimalist? A little bit. Uh, I, yeah, don't, I don't think it's minimalist, really. Well, not, not minimalist, but they did very little... Like, they did a lot with very little is what I would like to say. Yes. You never see the, the monsters. Um, I mean... You, kind of. Kind of, yeah. Yeah. I mean, you, you don't... Uh, well, there was that, that the the smashing him in the face thing. And yeah, and then it shows gross. the... Yeah, but that's it. Like, we see, like, oh. a cheek. Well, then, yeah. Yeah. Uh, the best that we get out of uh, Blake, what's his name? The the main uh, captain guy. The So... Oh yes, Blake. Yeah, so the all we get from this one was uh, was red glowing eyes and, and spookiness in a fog, which works because it's a fog. It's I mean, creepy. It's, it's, this is it's, definitely uh, number two of my favorite uh, mist based uh, horror uh, themed uh, movies. It definitely has the creep factor so, with yeah. the red eyes. It's a it's a very creepy movie, uh, even though it's like I said, it's it's very there are just long stretches where not a lot is happening. Uh, you start out. We start with. Old man telling a tale on on the uh, 
the like to the kids, which again, everything is supposed to be taking place between one or at midnight and one. Yes, midnight and one. Mm-hmm. And the fact that all these people are doing shit. Including kids, including, like, people sweeping up and walking around and doing all this other stuff. The fact that all this crap is happening between midnight and one is insane to me. Like... I mean, these people are, like, night owls. Yeah. Like, everybody's up. The children are up past midnight. I'm like, really? Why why are all these, like, tiny tots running around? And, like, this is literally, there's a guy, like, 11.55. You know... Just enough time for one last story. One last story to keep us warm. Mm-hmm. I'm April just like... April 21st. Yeah. A hundred uh, years ago. So, yeah, that's another thing. This this thing gives us a definite timeline because it takes place on April 21st. Um, what happens... So, technically, all the bad shit happens on April 22nd. Because that's yeah. how time works. Really, this should have happened like straight out, you know, mm-hmm. April twentieth, and then Cause it's like suddenly twenty the first. Yeah, because it's like they kind of got like a warm up. Yeah. The day before, so like that night. Um, so at the very beginning of the yeah. movie, we get um, a lot of just like earthquake style stuff, but uh, all the phones start ringing, dogs start barking, car alarms start going off, lighting up, lots of them, mm-hmm. and uh, there's like a weird earthquakey shake at a at a. Gas station, I guess? Or something? I think it was a gas station. Like a station. mini mart or yeah. something, yeah. And uh, the weird part about that is there's a guy, like, sweeping up with a shop broom at midnight. And I'm like, for real, dude? This is 1980. This is, uh, we were wrong. Uh, it is not uh, New England. It is California. Southern California. Yeah, Antonio Bay, California. Um, there's also a part where Tom Adkins picks up uh, Jamie Lee Curtis, uh, and then all of Tom Adkins's like windows on his old POS Ford blow the hell out. Yeah, um, they talk about being unlucky. Yes, uh, because uh, Tom Atkins, of course, he does get lucky later, um, which again implied uh, yeah. a lot of implications in this movie, but not a lot of like. So there's no, there's no nudity. Um, there's no blood. Uh, there is stabbing. There is hooking. There's implied face punching with a like a drill bit or something i don't even know what the hell that one was supposed to be it's just I, i've got a big piece of metal that with a the point hook? on the, the hook? no the eye gouger oh i thought that was just like a like a small sword or something no no it, it it's it was like a like a twister like like a bottle like a bottle opener oh. but without the corkscrew part I so it was just like a, like a part of fisherman i'm sure it stuff. is everything no, I look it up yeah so hmm. this is it, it, it like it was like a modified bail hook was what it was uh, but, uh, this is an interesting, like I said, it's, it's a fun movie. We see Jamie Lee Curtis get picked up. Uh, we hear Adrian Barbeau, who is one of the other main characters. Uh, she owns a lighthouse that has a radio station in it. And then we see. Which is so cool. Yeah. And then that we see, so cool. uh, John Carpenter, uh, as himself. Uh, no, no, he plays Bennett, uh, the, uh, odd jobsman, I guess. Uh, ring the bell at midnight, uh, on the 21st and then, uh. He uh, he he goes and talks to uh, what was his name? Uh, Hal Hallbrook or whatever. Uh, the I love that guy. He's he's in so many different movies. I can't even think about it. But he's also a director for a lot of movies too. Uh, but the the priest, uh, and he is uh, the priest is like getting wasted already. 
Uh, on his own communion wine, right? I guess, or just wine in general. It's red wine. I mean, I do not get drunk on red wine. It is not fun. Don't get drunk on wine anyway. There's so much sugar in it that uh, maybe it's the tannic acid. Well, I don't, don't know. Don't judge me for how I drink. No, it's fine. I'm just saying. Okay. I'm not saying that. That's I'm just how saying. I get crunk, all right? Don't. Don't get, like, if you want to get boxed wine wasted, I'm not going to judge you. I'm just saying. I do bottle wine Drink wasted? water. Drink, do something else because that is the worst hangover in the world. Well, that just makes you a lightweight because I never get hangovers I, from drinking wine. I do. I am not a lightweight. You just don't drink as much as I do. Um, this is, so we see him, he's in his, in the rectory and a, um, a piece of the wall falls out and there's a blows out it doesn't even fall out it blows out and then there's a piece of wood or no piece of um there's a book there's a diary yep and it turns out it's the diary of his grandfather that explains everything that happened Mm -hmm. um it's at this point adrian barbeau is talking to some guys on a boat is she talking to the boat guys? I thought she was talking to the weatherman guys. It, it's it's long. There's so there's so much there's that happens. So much like basically filler. But, so let's to just me. do like the main points. Yeah. All right. So the main that'll be easier. Main points: a fisher, a, a, a ship, trawler. A what? Trawler. A trawler goes missing. Um. Now we're shown what happens to it, which is it. It's the first thing to be attacked by the fog. Um, and the people in the fog. Yep. Uh, horrible. They die in horrible, horrible ways. Uh, they, you know, get stabbed and get their eyeballs clawed out by, like, the weird pokey thing. Absolutely no blood, though. Like, so one guy gets, yeah. uh, like, back shanked by, by a, like, a saber. Uh, and, you know, it comes out clean, you know, like a toothpick into a muffin. Uh, you know, it's... A well-cooked muffin. A well-cooked muffin, yeah. So there's no there's no gory bits. People are getting shanked by uh, by bail hooks and and like gaffing things and and just hooks and everything. Just just every fishing implement that you could think of or, or like one that would belong on a ship uh, is used to shank. Yeah. Um, and then we're kind of introduced to Janet Lee, who is I guess the mayor's secretary or something like that. Yeah. She's running some kind of. So what she's doing is getting the town ready for its centennial so again this town started in 1880 then like this is this is a very odd like thing to me because they're they've got sailing ships but it's 1880 which means they probably would have had steam liners and all this other kind of stuff well then 100 years later it would be 1980 yeah, yeah. which is then yeah. i'm just saying like the the boat that's coming off is a clipper ship like if it happened 200 years ago that'd be interesting but now it's like 100 years Hmm. um town centennial uh is is coming up everybody's super happy about it except for the priest who comes out and he kind of explains things so in that book is the explanation what happened was was uh, a bunch of the old town fathers before it was actually a township uh got together with a uh very rich leper who lived on a leper colony and all what the 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 leper blake would do uh is he would go ahead and finance the town with spanish doubloons or something maybe yes. he was a pirate or spanish something like that mm-hmm. uh but he was gonna uh finance them with gold uh if his people were given uh, a portion of land as well which would be like a mile um, away a mile from the town yeah. yeah so the town fathers at this point accepted this uh but in the 
ability for them to to set that up to while the the night that they're supposed to set everything up uh they purposefully uh dash blake's ship against the rocks so that it'll die like everybody on there will die yeah they guide and then him they, in the wrong, yeah. the wrong place yeah. and then they steal the uh the gold that is left over the doubloons doubloons um and it and this is what blake like this is the reason why we have people getting shanked all over the damn place yeah um it's at this point uh, Tom Atkins and uh, Jamie Lee Curtis. <laughs> like, so there's a lot of like weird stuff happening. We see the boat with the, the guys get killed. Then Jamie Lee Curtis and, and Tom Atkins are in bed. And then Tom Atkins gets a knock on the door. But then it's it hits 1 o'clock. It so... hits 1 o'clock like that. And yeah. then as soon as it hits 1 o'clock, everything disappears. The fog disappears. So he like barely gets saved because yeah. he decides to open up the freaking door. And the reason why this happens is... The conspirators who wanted to kill Blake and, and dash everybody against the rocks, they argued for an hour between midnight and one. And that's, that's why it, it took an hour for them to decide that they were just going to kill all these people. Yeah. Well, I mean, they're lepers. What do you want? Horrible, no, I'm kidding. Though. There are many different things that can happen with leprosy now. And we don't even call it that. We call it something else now. It's not leprosy. Okay. Well, but the, the point is, though, that's they still decided to kill these people in an hour. Like yeah. it took it took them one hour to decide that they were just going to kill this entire this entire colony of people. Well, you know, I kind of, especially in in you know terms of money, I, I am kind of surprised that it took that long. That's horrible. Uh, people are horrible. No, I I mean I'm just saying I, I totally agree, but that's still horrible though. That doesn't justify that action of killing a colony of people. Oh no, I I'm not saying that it does. I'm I'm you know the the people who deserved it though. Are long since dead. True. Yeah. yeah. And, and in fact, the people who knew exactly about it are long since dead too. This this wasn't their generation after. This is a hundred years later. This is at least three generations, maybe four. So I actually have a a, a thing about the, about that, like a question, because they're talking because obviously this is the hundred year. This is their centennial, but. They've had weird shit happen over the years. So this isn't like the first time that this stuff has happened. Because remember he talks about how his dad found found a boat with a doubloon. Like mm. everything was still like brand spanking new on the table, still warm, everything else like that. He found one Spanish doubloon, tried to give it to him whenever he was a kid. So it's like this isn't the first time that weird spooky shit like this has happened. No, and I... I... I think the whole point, though, is that this is the first time that they've been able to fully manifest. And, and, and even then, why would they wait 100 years? I, I, uh, why not wait 10 or 20 or 50? Or a year. Or any, any yeah, I'd be like, or a year. But you motherfuckers thought we were dead. Surprise! <laughs> yeah, and then, and then it would still be those people who did that horrible deed and not their great grandchildren. I agree with you, but then we wouldn't have a ghost story. It's just so silly. Like it's just it's silly that yeah yep. Uh, so at this point, uh, the the fog has killed three people. Uh, we know this because uh, Adrian uh, no no uh, Jamie Lee Curtis and for some reason Jamie Lee Curtis and Tom Adkins are like heroes in this movie or something like that. I don't even know what Tom Adkins does. Like Jamie Lee Curtis is a, a, a hitchhiker. hitchhiker. Yeah, he apparently who sleeps with like a lot of people. Oh yeah. Because she That's... was like, you're number 13. I was like, 
So she slept with every single one of her people that she hitchhiked well, he, with. Well, he's number th- he's ride number thirteen. So we don't know we don't necessarily know that she rides every guy. Uh-huh. Well, and we don't know if it was every guy that she got in there. I guess I guess not the last one though. She said he was a creeper. Uh, no, he was he was utterly too normal. Yeah, but he wanted to like marry her by ah, right. Isn't that what she said? She wanted to marry her by. Uh, it was hard to understand. Yeah, we, we weren't really paying attention. We were hoping, it's like, <laughs> shut up, Jamie Lee Curtis. And then all the windows blew in. So we we're like, okay, oh, good. Oh, good. Ah, thank you. Thank you, Blake. Really, honestly, this is, is kind of a, a you know, a, the hero of this story is the, the dudes in the fog. Mm-hmm. Um, except for the fact that they went after a little kid. That was a little odd. So we, yeah. some weird stuff happens. Uh, Adrian Barbeau's child finds a uh, a piece of wood. Yes. On the well, of the ship. Yeah, of the ship. Uh, later on, Adrian Barbeau has that piece of wood inside the lighthouse with her, and it begins to like leak water, and then it starts talking. Like, so John Carpenter's done weird stuff. Is he the one who does the voice part for? Um, uh... Oh, for the uh, gunship. Yeah. Uh, yes. Okay. Yes. So th- there's a part so. where in in uh, a gunship song, what's the, the song? It's, uh... Oh, shit, I don't remember. Hang on, let me find it. It's, it's not Fly For Your Life. It's, uh, um... Tech Noir. Is that what it is? Yes, it's Tech Noir. So in, in the beginning of Tech Noir, we get a... Um, gunship is a band that we both really, really, really yeah, like. Yeah, it's a, really. um... I don't even know what to say. It's a... New new wave, one I guess uh, synth wave whatever synth wave I guess is the the best one to use. So they uh, this is a very much John Carpenter thing. So John Carpenter has this part where uh, their tape is saying things. She's listening to these audio reports for um, uh, like advertisements for her, and for some reason it just starts like and it's like saying shit. And I can't even remember what it was, but it was slightly disturbing. And then everything catches fire, which is funny because everything was wet like five seconds ago. Uh, we get to see later on that Jamie Lee Curtis and, and uh, Tom Atkins are chilling uh, with, uh, they find the boat, they find a dead body, they pull the dead body out, it's the guy who got, uh, one of the guys who got like... His eyeballs all ripped out. He got eyeball poked. So that's three dead people. We know that because he falls down on top, of, or almost falls down on top of Jamie Lee Curtis's and scratches the number three into it uh the other thing is is that everybody in this uh like who's been killed here or at least this guy who's been killed um he's it seems like he's been dead for a very long time there's silt under his fingernails uh he's bloated it seems like he's been uh there's algae in the the wounds uh apparently it seems like he's been dead for like a month even though he's been but he's been like like underwater dead for a month but he hasn't been he's been there for like you know an hour Mm -hmm. um and then weird shit starts happening. I guess there's still, like, again, the entire town is out for their centennial thing at, at midnight. midnight. <laughs> uh, and the uh, we're, we're getting, like, weird stuff happening. Adrian Barbeau's calling up the, the weatherman, and she's like, hey, what's going on with that fog? He's like, I don't know. He looks like Paul Lind, honestly. He looks like a game show host from the 1950s. And uh, he's just like... Oh, somebody's knocking at my door. Hold on, Adrian Barbeau, who I've been hitting on this entire time. I'm going to go ahead and check it out. And Adrian Barbeau's like, no, don't do that. And he's just like, no, I'm going to do it. Let me see. Oh, nobody's out here. Whatever. Ooh. 
<laughs> he gets shanked, yanked into the fog. Yeah, he gets his throat cut. Um, and still no blood. Still no blood. Yeah. Absolutely no blood. Cleanest kills ever. Yep. Like, seriously, I guess maybe the fog absorbs all the blood. It's very absorbent fog. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. Like a paper towel. Oh, yeah. Better than bounty. It's the bounty of fogs. Really. I like how we both thought of the same <laughs> the same it paper towel It truly is the quilted foggy picker-upper. <laughs> uh, so, Adrian Barbeau starts screaming on the radio to get uh, for her son to get the hell out of there because the fog is coming up over Adrian Barbeau's house, which is on a pier. Yeah. Like, it literally looks, it doesn't look like a house. It looks like, like a pier restaurant or something yeah, like that. Like a All little, of these windows are open. Like All a this, little shed on yeah. top of the water. And uh, she's there with a little old lady, or uh, her son is there with a little old lady. Who's the babysitter. Uh, and uh, the fog rolls in. It's completely covering all the windows, and somebody starts knocking at the door. Well, the little old lady tells uh, the kid to, to go into his room. So finally, uh, he, and he's, he doesn't want to. He, the little old lady opens up the door and like, hello, who's out there? And the little kid's like, I want to say some more. And she's like, no, get into the room. Stop making noise. Your youth offends me. Uh, and then, <laughs> he, he, as soon as he closes the door, and she's like staring at it, and she turns around to, to look at, like, what's going on? She gets yanked by three dudes and just shanked in the ground. Uh-huh. And then they come into the house and start knocking on the door, trying to kill the kid. Uh, that's when Tom Atkins and uh, uh, Jamie Lee Curtis show up, and they're like, and they bust open one of the windows, manage not to kill the child by pulling him over all the the uh, the bloody glass. <laughs> yeah. That. Uh, and then they drive him to uh, the old church because the fog is rolling into the streets. Nobody else is getting killed at this point, by the way. We've got five deaths, five out of six deaths. Uh, but there is fog rolling into the town. Thick fog. Thick, Very spooky. Thick, you know, I don't even know, a green screen processed shot uh, screened. I don't even know. It, it kind of looks bad in some of the shots. Like... Darby O'Gill and the little people bad. I mean, it's the the fog does not look right. Uh, but I mean, uh, that's the whole point too. It's not supposed to look right. Well, I mean, it's it's 1980. It's John Carpenter. Uh, this is before the thing. He's still doing really good jobs. This is this is post. Um, oh man, we should watch the thing next. <laughs> this Sorry. is this is post uh, uh, Halloween though, um, which is is pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, the other thing is is that uh, Janet Lee. Uh, drives up to the old. She's trying to drive away from where the uh, the whole the activities is. things is happening. So she gets blocked off and she has to go up to the old church. Um, Hal Holleran, whatever the hell the the priest's name is, uh, he's in there and he's wasted as hell. So Tom Atkins, Jamie Lee Curtis, Janet Lee, and two other people run into a church. That's not the beginning of a joke. It's the end of a movie. Um, <laughs> so pretty pretty close to the yeah, end. Yeah, Tom Atkins get pissed, he gets pissed at the drunk priest and he throws shit. And then they they all run into the rectory. Well, the, the priest is like, "Oh, I don't it's all and he kind of explains what's going on to them. Mm-hmm. And he's like, "Well, where's this book?" He's like, "Oh, it's out there where you were throwing shit, asshole." He's not really like that, but it would be <laughs> But yeah, but he does He kind of had that like little it's out there. <laughs> Whatever. But he does say it's out there, which is a goofy part. Like, they probably could have skipped that part of the movie because nothing happens. Yeah. Well, no, that's when they, they start busting in. As soon as Tom Atkins runs out to, to the actual area to grab the book, that's when the uh, the windows start busting uh, open. But even then, though, like, that still could have been... That's, that, oh, no, there's that a lot That didn't, of, like, progress the story or anything a lot like that. Of, like, it was a just kind of A lot goofy. of this movie is filler. Yeah. 
meanwhile, Adrian Barbeau is like um, trying to. She's under siege in the lighthouse, and she's trying to climb up the stairs while things are, are like busting on the windows. Um, it's at this point they've they've start reading through the journal uh, while the uh, the leper undead are smashing through the place. Uh, and it turns out that uh, the priest actually stole all the gold, melted it down into a giant cross. Giant and, freaking cross. And walled it up into the uh, the wall. Well, it's they find the, the cross, and the priest is sitting there like, oh, I should probably take this out there. I should take this outside to, just, to Blake. If I give it to him, I'm maybe he'll num- stop. I'm number six. I got this one. So he, so he walks out. Uh, stumbles out yep. with this giant golden cross and the, all of them are already in there. Like Blake and then his whole, his whole crew are already in the crew. The that's t- not attacking the Adrian rest of the Barbeau. town. Yeah. yeah. Now this is a really, the, like, you know, I may be making a lot of light here, but the, the, the scene where you see these, cause they, the way that they lit everything, that's very black. Uh, it's, it's backlit. They've got these red glowing eyes for Blake and, and some of the crew members. Uh, and there's just a lot of like harsh lights shining behind them, so you see these very well defined silhouettes of these guys, and they're all standing in the middle of this uh, church. Uh, in and in the aisle, they're yeah, standing in the aisle. It's actually kind of spooky. And then the guy is standing there with his giant, like Blake, I've got your gold. And Blake starts walking forward with his saber drawn. And, and you're like, oh no, he's gonna die. He's just gonna shank the the priest with no blood. Yeah, people don't have any blood. People don't have blood. So he so he walks up to him and then in this very very crazy powerful moment Blake grabs a hold grabs of a hold of the the cross and then the the preacher man ripping it all is, hard and is, then they start shining this light on it it's and... the brightest of lights kind of like uh Indiana Jones yeah bright like bright white light and then you know, it, it just keeps getting brighter and brighter and brighter. And here comes the other guy. Yeah, Tom Atkins runs up behind him. And, he, and he, it's, it's very funny because he's standing there. He's waiting. Like, he's he waiting for of, the right time. He, he looks, to kind of borrow on your Indiana Jones metaphor, He he's like standing there with the bag of sand in his hand. And he's like, maybe I should grab the priest. Uh, and then when's, he does it. When's the right time? When's the right time? So he grabs him really quick, pulls him away. Blake shines, and shines, and then he disappears. Boop. And then the two guys who were attacking Adrian Barbeau, who did also, you know, the thing is, is that I don't know what happened to her. Like, is she okay? Because she got a, like a meat hook to the arm. Like, this was a big ass oh. fucking bail hook and it got like right into her. And then she pulled it out. And then she used it to scratch a guy's face and then it was like, you know, wormy. That's it. You know, which I'm like, oh no, leprosy. But then I'm like, uh, dude's being underwater for a hundred years. Yeah, I was uh. like, he's also super goopy from the water. Yeah. Uh, but okay. <laughs> but yeah, so then all this happens and then everything starts to relatively go back to normal. Adrian Barbeau has a monologue, which is another Carpenter thing. Carpenter got to do like three monologues. He did two monologues and a weird Edgar Allan, no, was it Edgar Allan Poe? Or Edgar Allan Poe was the beginning. One. Edgar Allan Poe quote at the beginning, which was like, okay. Uh, is this the, the dream? Uh, is it a sea? Uh, what is it? Is it a we, dream within the dream? Or are we waking? I don't no. And then they either way, this was Adrian Barbeau does like a quote, and then uh, the uh, the drunk uh, priest is walking around, and this is this is like I guess the sun is coming up or post one o'clock, and they're like they're supposed to be six. Why? Why did Blake take me, man? 
Yeah, he's the like, chef. he's like, I was supposed to be I number six. And then. And then the fog, and then he turns around. And there's like two dudes behind him, and then he turns around, and Blake is there, and he's just like. <gasps> and then it freeze frames right on the neck chop, so we don't see any more blood. Yeah, so, you know, Blake has his saber dun, drawn, dun, and is, dun. he's killing the priest for number six. Yep, which I guess, but do they keep killing? Does anything else happen? And my thought is, he probably wouldn't have even gotten killed if he wouldn't have bitched about it. Yeah. Blake was sitting there, and he's like, oh, shit. It's like, you know, you forget your keys. Oh, man, I forgot to get number six. You know, thank you for reminding me. Number six. Number six. I just, you know, we were about to go out and get some Hot Pockets, but, whew. Yeah, thank God. Oh, I mean, if somebody's gonna, if they're gonna eat something bad, it's gonna be a hot pocket. Ugh, if, if there's the anything that dudes who have been a hundred years under the water who are gonna be eating nothing but grodiness, they like the only thing that they can find on land that is gonna be palatable to them is a hot pocket. They just don't want anything. They just they just want anything other than fish. Oh, so delicious! Does anybody nom, got nom, any? Nom, you know, chicken tenders, chicken nuggets. I want some chicken tendies. <laughs> Chicken nuggies. They just drive the the whole boat up next to the <laughs> next <laughs> to the McDonald's. <laughs> can we can we get like eighty seven orders of chicken nuggies <laughs> and cokes? Lots of cokes. We demand cokes. <laughs> Although they never talk, so they'll just drip on things. Uh, but uh, yeah, this is a fun movie. This uh, it has a lot of like just in the middle stuff. The tension is supposed to be being like woven at this point, but there isn't a whole lot that's going on. But it's still fun. Uh, I enjoyed a lot of it, um, and it's it's good for for what it is. This is definitely a you can watch it with a lot of people. This is a this is a good middle of the the movie night movie. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. It's not going to be good to start with because it's a little too slow. But pass like, it some time if you know like if you guys are going to be talking during the movie. This is a great movie to do it. During. Yeah, because nobody is going to talk during the part where people are getting shanked. But like where all the bullshit that's happening, it's it's not required. For the movie, you don't. There's no plot other than the plot that is explained to us immediately at the beginning of the movie. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. So you know, enjoy. Uh, I'm. Uh, you go first, rating wise. Yep, I'm gonna go ahead and give this uh, six uh, dead people out of ten uh, because I I always get six. <laughs> I always finish my six. Sixers. Okay, well I will give it. A 7 out of 10. We will do 7 creepy eye gouges with pointy bits. It's just, and he's just... I have no idea what the hell that is. There's like one guy with an extra eye left over. He's like, why did you only gouge me? Like, ah, ah. There's like six other people who got gouged. Yeah, I'm... It's, it's... I tried to Google that fisherman thingy and I couldn't find it. So I think what it is, it's supposed to be... Is just like a, a hole punch for wood or something like that, but I'm betting that it's just a eye gouger. Huh. Yeah. If anybody knows who's listening, if y'all are familiar with fisherman tools, what the fuck was that thing that he used to gouge out the guy's eyeballs? Mm-hmm. Reach out to us at esat3am at gmail.com or esat3am.com or at esat3am for the Facebook and the Twitters. Tell us what eyeball gouging you implement was used in the movie the fog you finally got that like all like all in one go yeah, it only took like 40 some odd episodes yeah no no we're not that i'm high getting yet. there yeah. getting there actually we are are we yep oh my god yeah i know <sighs> uh, 
Much like a relationship, it just keeps going. It doesn't have to. <laughs> Keep being a smartass. See what happens. <laughs> On that note, uh, we will see y'all next time. Yep, see you soon. Y'all take care. <laughs>